Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's get ready to rumble! Talking to a guy last week, this guy says, well, hey, as far as this whole movement thing, this flat earth movement, you know, there's going to be people like me on the sidelines who aren't going to get involved. I'm taken care of. I have a good job. I can eat all the fatty foods I want. I'm fat and happy. I said good. I'm not looking for fat and happy. I want hungry and pissed off. 10, 9, I was born and raised in Alabama. Uh, I got a very historical family so when we get on race that's interesting I don't want to skip too far but born and raised in Alabama as a child I was able to see the Ku Klux Klan march down the street now by the time I got 10 years old the race thing in Alabama was it was it was gone I wouldn't say gone but Alabama is trying to catch up to the rest of the world now but I was born there and um I moved out to Vegas about, I'll say, seven years ago. And uh, me personally, in a nutshell, I've pretty much uh, always been um, somebody that was always asking a hell of a lot of questions. Like, my mom used to get mad at it a lot. And uh, when I joined church and I was a diehard Christian, my pastors and deacons, you know, they knew when church was over, I was going to have them standing up there for all this time asking all these questions. But make a long story short, I went from the church, Patricia, to the black countries community um, because I found historical information about religion that made me question it. But I still, um, I don't have no nothing against Christians. I have the same kind of passion for them that they would have to bring a person to Christ. But what led me out of the black countries community, quote-unquote, is uh, becoming a flat earther. My channel was a growing channel before flat earth, and when I found out about flat earth, like everybody else, I was one of those, th thought I was going to be one of those alpha males to come along and get my jokes off. And so I tried to debunk, and I ended up just getting hooked. Ladies and gentlemen, party people in the place to be, all you listeners, don't you know the time has come for you and me to understand the upcoming switch? So let us all wish the Holly Digit will start a new era in the next thousand years. Let us switch for the good, not for the worse. Cause it takes more than you or me to save everybody. Ladies number one, heading for number two. I know and you know what to do. What to do, what to do, what to do. black people in America, they're going to be born Christians or Muslims by default. Uh, my parents is traditional Christians. I'm from the Bible Belt. And uh, when I say black countries community, I would say in my own definition, it's an alternative community. Let's say alternative science. Uh, it's a group of people who came out of their religious backgrounds, no matter what type of Christian Muslim you may have been. And we all agree to the fact that there was some deception with our given religions and that we should reconnect with our uh, ancestors. So a lot of people from the black countries community end up being what I call comedic or Egyptian minded people. You know, they adopt uh, Pharaoh in front of their name or, you know, little Egyptian stuff and different parts of Africa to kind of identify with the black culture as opposed to what they call the European Christian culture. Now, 
uh, further research let me know that Christianity has never been limited to a color, but it is, it's, uh, it's actually a challenge for me. The crazy thing about, about this, when I came into Flat Earth, I had to tell, I had a couple amount of subscribers at the time and I had to let them all know, listen, I'm a flat earther now in so many words and I lost a lot of subs, gained a lot of them because a lot of my followers from the black countries community. But uh, I looked at it as a big challenge for myself because I have to go back to this community who I've seen being misled by the globe and share with them this new revelation of mine. And the biggest challenge of it all would just to be to get them considered or even hear me out. I mean, that's the biggest challenge because as soon as you say flat earth to anybody from that community, the laughs are just, it's, 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 the scrutiny is worse in the black countries community. also is taking this flatter of truth to the black countries community because when you mention race something that the higher-ups has done in this country for so long is used the dialectic of race to keep the division the divide and conquer going and uh, with all of the stage shootings and stuff you see on the media and uh, different things to see this race war one thing I find that's deep about it Patricia is that it's important for all of these countries, communities to get the flat earth truth because most of them are founded on the same heliocentrism that had us self-hating. So I think that they did a good job of dividing us into quote-unquote races uh, over time by t through the cosmology because my research of the ancient human origin stories, now that I'm a flat earther, none of the ancients really specified a quote-unquote race they specified giants and dwarfs and uh, different types. But even the giants and dwarfs on this earth don't have race problems. You know, midgets don't argue about race. None of us uh, are limited to colors that are named after Crayola. You know, I think that the moment now, yeah, the world identify me as a black man and for the sake of uh, communicating and uh, just living normal in this world, I have to 
identify myself as a black man just to move on with the conversations a lot of time and you know but me personally I want I, I, I don't think it's good that quote-unquote black people identify themselves as black people and I don't think that it's cool that we identify white people as white people I think people should be identified uh, you know I really don't think people should be identified no more than just being an earthling if it was my world because I think the titles is what perpetuate the division. I do believe in unique culture and unique race, you know. glad you mentioned Black Lives Matter because they perpetuate a lot of the, uh, not only the victimization mindset of black people, but the emotions that that being planted to keep this thing going. But Black Lives Matter is owned, you know, by a white guy. And he's working with those elite groups to see this stuff. See, a lot of people don't know that even the civil rights movement was um, orchestrated by the boule. And I rec recommend everybody tuned in to research the boule. It's a black fraternity. It's one of the oldest. Patricia asked, what can we do? And I want to go right into that before I get all over the place. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think the Flat Earth community as a small, diverse community, I think we're at the forefront of what the hippies was trying to do with the peace and love. And this time during the hippies, you had all color people just coming together under, man, we being deceived and, it, you know, all of us getting uh, messed over no matter what color you are. One analogy I like to use is Ray Ray might be mad at Bubba, but they both getting sprayed by chemtrails. You see, so what can we do? Flat Earthers are in a very, we have a lot of responsibility mm -hmm. because the flat earth truth is the only message that will overdo this strong dialectic that they have seeded to keep this race war going. And it's because when everybody see our connection with the earth and how deep this place really is, I think that will occupy most of our mental space as opposed to the emotions of, well, black people was born first. Well, white people was on the earth first. Well, you did this to my ancestors. We'll go all the way back to a time where we all was connected on the same page sort of before all of the crap and we can kind of unite back in that era that are in power and are keeping secrets and uh, have their power maintained to a point where um, it's monopolized 
and they want to keep it among themselves and grow it to the point where, see, I think that um, there's a hell of a lot of groups I can name. We've heard them all when we say the Jews, the Jesuits, the Illuminati, the Boule, all of these different big names we hear. Yeah, I will, I will fall along those lines and say all of these elite groups that control the, the economy, society in big ways that we can't. I think everyone has their hands, blood on their hands. Black power meant a lot to me, but now just the, the phrase earth power means the more most to me. I think that each quote-unquote race will find their liberation when Mother Earth finds hers. And it's all about each race getting out of themselves and quit being selfish and say, forget what happened to me. Look what happened to the earth. Look what's happening every day to the animals. That's the biggest holocaust on the earth, and it's not humans, it's the animals. But the whole black power thing is me reaching out to that community. That's uh, If that was a race war to happen, the media would definitely use the black country's community because it's an oppressed community that's easily steered by its emotions. So when I say black power, I take the energy years of energy that was incorporated into black power and i take that concept and when they hear black power a lot of them say man that's that's crazy when they see the flat earth map is is real catchy a lot of them laugh at it and a lot of them say hey man how you gonna put the black power fist with that but either way it gets them talking about flat earth and it it, it is working i mean it's it was a good um idea look back at the history of my ancestors and I say man Africans went through a lot you know if if what I'm saying is true and I know a lot of it is and don't get me wrong a lot of the history is has been uh beefed up and buffed up one thing that I challenge all black people to do is ask themselves questions why is this stuff heavily promoted by the same media that promote all of the other things so they're making a lot of money off the race, the history. But when we go back and look at what the ancestors were saying, you know, what I find is that there was never a time on earth where there was uh, all white people dominating all black people. Every since the beginning of earth, there was black and white poor peasants and black and white rich families working together. And these rich families has been successful at controlling the media, the history, and keeping the dialectic of black and white going, but black and white don't exist when you reach these higher echelons of power. They're not showing us the hidden hands of the, the multicolored power that's at the top. The black countries community under the impression that it's all done by just white people alone, and that's due to a lot of emotionalism. Hope you're ready for the next episode. Hey,
along with the um, fact that dinosaurs never existed and that they was created to hide our true origins because they need dinosaurs to get rid of. As flat earthers now, we should really, if we're, I see a lot of channels saying, okay, now that we're past the curvature and the no spin, where do we go? Let's go to the human origin stories that were spoken of in, in association with Flat Earth. The fact that all the ancestors were on the same page about humans being created at the same time at the same place, which was the North Pole. Most of the stories support that. Most of the stories I've read, at least, it kind of explains how humans spread out like you throwing a, a rock into the water. And the whole dinosaur story having us coming from a bird dinosaur take away the human factor, take away the fact that each and every color of human was created by the same source in the same place. That'll make us see that we're brothers and sisters, that we're all flowers in the garden. And the best gardens to me have a diversity of colors. I don't know about you. teach that as a strong belief. I would like to go so far as to teach it as fact, but we can't, even though there are so many facts that support it. But even if we just think simply about the intelligence of the Most High, like there's a perfect creator. We know that there's a creator responsible for this creation, and that creator, no matter what you want to call him, identify with you, that's on you. But we all know that creator is awesome perfect and amazing, beyond understanding. And to say that it designed a world of predator and prey, where I'm going to create one animal and then make him have to run away from this one for his life so that they can feed each other, is stupidity. I mean, if I can put myself in the mind of the Most High, which we can't, but I know me as a human is not smarter than that source. But if I can say, hey, just like we're all flat earthers. We say, if man can build his buildings on foundations, why would I look at this heliocentric cosmos and see bodies floating recklessly without foundations? That make man smarter than God. The same with the animals. I think God didn't create this system of predator and prey. Man did. And to back up what you're saying, I think that it eventually, like the Genesis story say, there was a beautiful garden here on earth and everything was vegan. And I think that the males in particular was the first hunters who broke the rules of nature and started this sort of chain effect of predator and prey that we see today.
don't think it needs to be defined. I really don't think there's no definition for the most high other than, I mean, the all. It's, it's really no words to do the most high justice. So being that there's no words to do the most high justice, the whole thing about naming God is similar to having a pet. I buy a dog and I name the dog. What happens is everyone names this God based on their own liking and their own visions. The thing I have with religion, to be brief, is that all religions of the world teach us that God created man in his image. But when you look around the world at all of these different gods, it's man that has created God in his image. When you go to the Middle East, it looked like a Middle Eastern. When you go to Asian, it's an Asian God. You know, the Europeans have Jesus and, and white gods. It goes back to the divide and conquer. Before there was mass media to divide and conquer the masses, religion and text was the tools that were used to divide and conquer us. And I think that nothing has divided and conquered the masses like religion. Now, I'm very tolerant and uh, I love religious people, but that's just something I've come to a fact that I've come to embrace in my heart that religion, I believe, is a huge cause of war and division. looked at as a satanist by a lot of people um and it's crazy because i teach a lot like you say about nature and one of the oldest deities on the earth was the mother goddess and i talk about this mother goddess a lot she's just a deity she's a personification of mother nature what i find is that's actually a beautiful deity a unifying deity that everyone can trace the history back in their belief systems and see that she is the origin of all belief systems. So if you're a Christian, you don't have to get rid of Christianity. You have to understand that, I mean, you're in a patriarchal version of Christianity that real Christians, if they were to come back in time, they wouldn't agree with this Christianity for the most part that we see today. Um, not to step on any toes, but the original deities associated with all of these religions was feminine and these were unifying deities because man and woman of all colors come out of the womb and no matter what color and, and, and sex you are we all drink blue water all right we all got red blood so there's some unifying things in nature that connects us all but what religion has done is got us to unite those visual things that we see that unites us all to occupy us with things we can't see that divides us all. But the, and I'm gonna fall back, I just wanted to say that the, the original deities associated with all of these religions were unifying deities that even if you was a Christian, he was a Hindu, for the most part, the concept that was with these deities kept us together because these, these goddesses represented simply nature. And we all know we need that. There is, there is something about the way she conjures the ancestors. She dances when she walks like she's from the Congo. Pure. Convo like Asada Shakur says, brothers don't understand the science behind her self-reliance. She has a tattoo of Noble Drew on her neck and a tattoo of Marcus Garvey on her breast and says you've got to have the presence of Martin Delaney if you ever hope to have a future in getting past her Malcolm X. She is smooth as the Hennessy she's sipping as we listen to Horace Silver playing our third game of chess and I can't help but stare into the natural texture of her hair as she compares George Padmore with C.L.R. James. 
And from there, she discusses Rodney's how Europe underdeveloped Africa and compares that to Kwame Nkrumah's neo-colonialism, the last stage of imperialism. And as her lips move, I get lost in her rhythm. And as her thoughts move, I get lost in her wisdom. I love it when she sings CCY2 to the children. I love it when we go on vacations and she puts that homemade sign on the door that says, do not disturb. Nation building. She is Harriet Tubman, loving her people with a passion, fashion like that last chapter in Carter G. Woodson's Miseducation of the Negro. We go conjure the ancestors after every poetry reading, breathing life into the souls that surround us like New Orleans constantly calling me back. I bathe her in compliments. I wrap her confidence around my waist. I taste her ancestors' DNA every night because there's something spiritual about swallowing the same fluids that once caused to the physical forms of her predecessor slaves and tribes. And yo, yo, you might think you know me, but if you ain't never seen me with her, then you ain't never seen me alive. I said, you might think you know me, but if you ain't never seen me with her, then you ain't never seen me alive. Because she goes from J.A. Rogers to Abu Bakar with her heart beats the rhythm of the Haitian Revolution and she dances to it, singing the songs of the Cimarron colonies of San Salvador. And as she moves, there's something about the way she conjures the ancestors. There's something about the way she conjures my soul by day and by night. There is something about the way that she has conjured me back from the dead. There is something about the way that she conjures me continuously back to life. at some of the prophets that we read about. What make these prophets deified is their connection with the above that the regular people didn't have. So for example, we, we say Enoch was a sort of a deity or a prophet. People study the book of Enoch for years to come and it's all because Enoch did something that they said no man has ever done. He went up and he came back down with the story to tell. And a lot of these prophets, when you read these religious texts, that's the only thing that makes them better than the regular person. The fact that they go up and they talk to the source that we wonder about. And they come back and they tell us, hey, here's the message from up here. This is what I saw. This is what it's like. And not only that, let me do a few miracles just to prove to you I've been up here. We deal by these men, and that's the astronauts are doing it. They're the modern day. One, two, three, four. <laughs> earthers we get past our personal um biases our personal prejudices um yeah i'm one of the ones that's a peace and love and kumbaya let's come together and do that i think if anybody can do that it's flat earthers the hippies accomplishment accomplished it i think we're with the modern day hippies but i think people don't like that love energy now, I'm going to tell you, um, that's the only thing that's going to combat the world that we see today and unify us all. When I was a Christian, Patricia, and this is something I admire with Christians, and I miss this too. I'm going to go ahead and admit this. I'm jealous of Christians for this. Christians, when I was a Christian, I felt some of the <laughs> biggest sense of camaraderie that I ever felt in my life and I'll never feel again in that church. I remember services where it didn't matter what color you was, what no matter what, it get crunk in there, man. These strangers just hugging one another, showing love. They don't know each other. They just know we brothers in Christ. Now, if we going to see different walks of people having this approach, we got to step our game up. I mean, uh, there's a lot of bitter people on flat earth. And just because we find out that it's flat, it don't take that bitterness away, but we can't get better till we lose our bitterness. 
and understand how flat earth unites us and how all of our personal prejudices need to be burnt with the globe. <laughs> question enough to be a flat earther but not enough to challenge my own deepest prejudices for example when you talk about the flat earthers that uh, still have a global mindset I have a lot of flat earthers on my panel when I'm live and they're from the black countries community because a lot of those guys come over to flat earth they saw a lot of the videos I've done, but when they come over here, they still keep the things like the out of Africa theory, the rhesus monkey theory. The uh, I say to them, I say, hey, how can you ha have the out of Africa theory that life started in Africa if we're now flat earthers in this flat earth cosmology as it was taught by most of the Africans? Have, they have a North Pole origination story, most of them. So do we still keep the out of Africa theory? Uh, do we say everyone started in Africa now that we know that there's a bunch of more lands and some of these lands that's hidden can be older than Africa? There's a lot of things we have to. I just say this to all flat earthers. Let's not have our emotions played with based upon things that can be questioned just like I'm showing you now and there's holes in them. These things control our emotions, and there's no facts to support them. So just because we find out that there's a we're not on a globe, black people, we still have to question some of those theories that came with the globe, no matter if they make us or put us on a pedestal. Because a lot of these theories, Patricia, that's why we don't want to let them go. You know, in the black communities, we're, we're, a lot of us are broken people. We come from the inner cities and the ghettos. And, we have something to be proud of when we get in these communities when someone tell us you were a god, you were first, and everyone else was monkeys, and you were had it all together. You know, it's 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 a sad trick that they play to make money based on stroking the ego. <laughs> about seeing that the only reason we're powerless is because we can't work we can't play together right it's, it's amazing one example I use is most of us have jobs and uh, on these jobs we don't really deal with race I mean when I worked at Walmart I worked with Hispanics whites Asians and at work we just joked around and killed time and we stocked these rich people's shelves together now when we got off works we cut the tv on and black lives matter oh man we need to keep these spanish out because they taking a job from us black folks and these white folks and these you know when we get off work we so divided but we can unite to keep the rich corporations on these jobs we're united and i just never understood it. <laughs>
Shout out to my brother, Infinite Plains Society. They was giving him a lot of flack for throwing up the 666. I try to flash that 666 every chance I get. I hope you're getting it on this one. I want to take the stigma away from it. Now, they know I'm not connected with it. But, but that's very important because me just doing what I just did on this show can have people saying, I'm unsubscribing from him. Forget all of the flat earth truth he dropped. His hands just did like this. So the crazy thing about this right here is uh, the elite do a lot of stuff to make us feel this way, to bring a lot of attention around it. We give the power to these things. And I think what a lot of us do with the hand symbols, like, for example, what IPS do, we take the um, stigma away from it. I'm um, actually working on future T-shirts where I'm going to be putting the devil's trident. I'm going to have sit, sit, sits on this stuff. I want to, what happened was the elite are very smart. They kept us away from a lot of the things that the ancestors spoke of, a lot of the hidden sciences, by putting an evil stigma on them. But what we call evil is actually the dark part of the yin-yang. You can't have the whole symbol without both sides. So when we say good and evil, it's just negative and positive. And you don't have a whole battery without them both. So when you start doing the etymology of Lucifer, Satan, and 666, you realize this is an ancient deity called Ma'at in Kemet. It became it, uh, Mama Kali in um, the East. And a lot of more female deities. Uh, like I said, the oldest deities were, were found were figurines of a Venus uh, goddess. But like I said, it's crazy because there's really nothing to be scared of. Numbers are crazy. To the person that say they have something against 666, I want to see you reject a check that's written for $666,000. It is a small thing. It's a very small thing when you realize, uh, because to me, it's not race isn't a big issue as much as how racist became to be. It's the more more important. We get caught up on the races and we start running because we think there's a finish line to these races. But when we get to the finish line, we see a group of rich men of all races sipping tea, saying, "You finally made it to the party." It's the, and another one I like to tell them is that while they get us divided about black and white, they're united by green. And you see, that can be money, that can be earth. Like I say, um, Masons are all different shades and they all different religions. But they don't put none of them shades and them religions above that great architect. And I do have a future video coming out on a great architect because... Well, we've failed to unify based on Mother Nature. This is the unifying agent of most of the secret societies. They all have a, a feminine-type essence in their occult teachings.
because I think that me personally in my heart, the belief of my heart, I think that uh, there was a time where humans didn't have a concept of uh, racial difference, skin difference. I think it was acknowledged, but I, I look at it like uh, it goes back to that garden. If I'm in a rose garden, there's red roses, white roses, yellow roses, you name it. These flowers communicated. We can hear their language. I wonder what the white, the red roses be telling the white roses. subject of race i saw something nathan put out there that was very profound shout out to nathan oakley because he said race is so small is not an issue but racism is and uh that's that can be said to be true all over the earth now that's a whole nother can of worms because it's so many aspects to racism and so many different people with so many different agendas. And a lot of people like us on a low level who participate in racism unaware because we're emotional based on history that's inside of us. But my thing is this, uh, what get us past the racism is understanding the race. And what I mean by that is that no one was, there was no race at first. There was no racism. Only thing it was, if you ask me, if we go back to that Garden of Eden we mentioned earlier, was balance. If there was a time where every human was vegan, I believe it was this time where all of us was singing Kumbaya and all races, quote unquote, in this garden, getting along. I think the change of the uh, appetite and us being, so to speak, kicked from the garden, it's also got to do some with the word race and the races beginning and all of the uh, divide and conquering going. But I have so many theories about race that I can teach hour long videos on it and give other beliefs into the subject that'll, that'll get us to thinking about it. I tried to go live for this video because I'm just like a little sh I don't want to say shaken up or anything like that I always get like this when I kind of um, express to people you know my feelings about the flat earth and about just cosmology in general you know it's one of those things where it's crazy making so like if you are a flat earther and you've been out here like spreading the word you know what I mean where you know uh, your feelings can kind of get into it because you know people try and make you seem like you're the crazy one when you actually just ask the questions that need to be asked so I have a math class as you guys all know if you watch my college is a scam video um, <laughs> to even further add to that <laughs> um, oh this lighting is terrible well the Sun's right there so um, yeah so today in class we we're talking about how you could find the trajectory of a missile like a like a missile well they were saying missile or rocket and I was thinking military because you know you guys I've been in the military so I know um, <laughs> so he's explaining this thing using the X and the Y um, axis saying that if you if a, a missile comes at a certain points or and you can like point out three points of the missile then you can actually find out where the missile came from like the exact location and I'm looking at it like okay but the x-axis is straight okay it's straight x is straight across and y is straight up and down and on a flat plane yes you can do that on a flat plane that is absolutely true um, you can get a few points from the uh, where the missile 
was in the sky and you can actually um, trace it back. But on a curved surface, I asked my teacher like, okay, wouldn't that only be an approximation? It wouldn't be the right location at the end of the day because you're using a straight line rather than a curved line to express that you're gonna be able to follow this missile back, okay, over this curved <laughs> earth, okay? So, like, you know, of course he gets a little annoyed with me, but I don't care. He's a teacher, I'm a student. I'm supposed to ask these types of questions. If you're gonna use that as an example, as a real life example, I need to make sure that it matches up with real, real life. So I'm telling him based on the fact that he believes in a curved earth or a ball earth, okay? Which makes no sense when you do the science. Let me over, let me over, let me over. <sighs> Guys this traffic is ridiculous <laughs> but you know I might start doing live streams from the traffic I actually thought about that I got this little setup that I could probably put in my car and just start like live streaming because girl I'll be in traffic for like an hour so anyways um <laughs> so I tell him you know like wouldn't that only be an approximation because since we're going over a curve then you are not accounting for that curve by using this linear equation so he's like, well, you don't have to because really the earth, the earth's curve is not really that much like, you know, and I'm like, it's eight inches per mile, according to NASA, you know, and then um, he was like, well, if that's the case, then that means that gravity pulls you down eight inches per mile. He actually said this gravity pulls you down, according to him, <laughs> pulls you down eight inches per mile. And I said, well, if that's the case, then how come all the fishes in the ocean don't just get pulled right down to the bottom? Or I don't know, maybe when you're swimming in your swimming pool or when you're taking a trip to the beach, how come it doesn't pull you down like the bayou? You know what I mean? Anybody from Louisiana know what I'm talking about. The bayou pulls you down, um, but the ocean doesn't pull you down. Why is that? You know, if that's the case, if gravity is just this strong force that's pulling shit towards the center of the ocean or center of the earth, how come we don't like sink? You know what he told me, y'all? And I'm being absolutely positively serious. This is my math teacher. He's very smart, you guys. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm really not trying to like bash him, but just this is the kind of ridiculous mess that you get when you're talking to someone who just wants to believe in the globe rather than take the science in account and actually do the research. This is what you get. He gonna tell me the reason why you don't sink in the water with the gravity is because your body weighs less than the water. I said excuse me my body lays weighs less than the water so you tell me when i jump in the pool and those water molecules separate i'm like defying gravity like what am i doing what am i doing then you know what i mean and so we're having this conversation of course everybody in the class is laughing at me but i'm okay with it because i'm like you know what there's some young guys in this class they're really smart and they can figure this out if i ask the right questions you know maybe it'll prompt somebody else to ask some questions you know some people take interest some people don't that's okay so anyways he says that my body weighs more than what well, I said I said I mean less than the water I said well that doesn't make any sense my body doesn't actually weigh less than the water we do have air pockets in our body but as we know even drowned victims will eventually sink because the water will fill those air pockets that are in the body but if the body was actually weighed less than the water even then the body would float am I right or am I right okay <laughs> I may not be that versed in algebra because algebra is a bunch of, it's a bunch of bullshit, okay? Algebra is a bunch of bullshit. I was literally last night studying and I was looking up this domain and range thing, which that comes up a lot in algebra. But when I was looking it up, to be honest, I can't find one real life example of why we use domain and range. Domain is almost always all real numbers, y'all. Like, that's almost always the answer for domain okay and and range in some cases yeah you could use range because it's telling you from where to where but usually that's a given I'm gonna say that's good that's a given because right there in the linear equation you always know what the y value is based on the equation um, it's always there but anyways that's neither here nor there. You guys that are in algebra, y'all know what I'm talking about. Some people, this may sound like German, French, <laughs> you know, all kinds of different languages. But do you guys understand what I'm saying? This man told me that my body weighed less than the water. And that's how he described it. And that's how come I could defy gravity by floating in a water 
that's actually supposed to be pulling me down eight inches per mile. <laughs> I can't even deal. Like, I'm so, like, I wanted to call somebody and tell somebody, but of course, when I got shit to say, nobody's answering the phone. So I decided to use my YouTube for exactly the reason why I started my YouTube is just when I have shit to talk about, you guys. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I can't even believe. And then he knows for a fact, you cannot use a linear equation to express something that's happening over a curve. You would then have to turn that X axis into a parabola itself because you would have to mock the shape of the earth to even get that, that, um, that exact location of where the missile came from, you guys. And I know that because um, in the Navy, you know, or in the mil in any military, you would think they have to deflect missiles and then they have to counterattack. But do you think they're going to use approximations to counterattack? Are you crazy? Do you know how much missiles and shit cost? Honey, we are not using approximations, okay? Because we are living and, 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 we are using the x-axis, which also maps the flat earth plane to calculate these exact distances, okay? All right, all right. That's really all I had to say, y'all. Like, I mean, it ain't really all of that, but I just, when I have these little discussions with people, I'm sorry about the lighting again, sorry. But you know, our great sun is over there, you know, lighting me up, <laughs> but just a little bit, you know. But uh, yeah, so, but anyways, um, when I have these discussions with people, I always want to come back and like recenter myself and, and just be like, you know what, did I make sense? Like, was I making sense? Because I really, really want to inspire a lot of young people to start asking these questions. Because like we were talking about before in my last video, we know college is a scam. We just need to get everybody else on board, realize this shit is a scam so we can start teaching the right stuff in, in algebra and in math. Because math should always have a real-life example. They don't teach us with real-life examples because half the time they don't damn have none. And that's the truth, okay? Um, and, and when they do... Y'all, let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all one more thing before I go. <laughs> I'm sitting up here calculating the amount of time. This is one of the questions we had in my math class. I was supposed to calculate. So, okay, you have a sink. And the sink can be full in five minutes. But when you open up the drain, it's um, like halfway. It takes eight minutes for the water to leave. They want to find out... <laughs> How fast will the water fill up in the sink with the drain open? Child, I'm done. <laughs> I was like, yo, who's doing that? You know what I mean? Is it ever really full? This is the type of shit they teach it in math class. And that's just, I don't know if it sounds stupid to y'all, but it sounds stupid to me. So I'm, I mean, maybe I'm the crazy person. I told them today in class, I don't mind being a crazy person so that we can all start asking the appropriate questions. Okay. Uh, very powerful stuff. What more do you want?
Now, go find the others. Dot com. We gotta spread this stuff around. Let's put it on the internet.